Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. We have spoken a lot on this podcast about the COVID mandates. Take, for instance, the mask mandates. They are ineffective and unnecessary. The COVID virus is transmitted through the air. This means that anything other than a properly fitted N95 mask does you absolutely no good. This is why doctors and nurses that are in the OR, they can't have beards because you can't properly fit an N95 mask with a beard underneath. The the masks are only a sign of your compliance with the government or a virtue signal to your friends and neighbors. That's all a cloth mask is. But things did not really stop at the mask mandates. After the COVID vaccines came out, the logical next step was for these vaccines to be mandated. This happened right away for governmental employees and subcontractors, even though the vaccines are not actually vaccines because they don't prevent anyone from getting COVID. So how can you call it a vaccine? The CDC actually even had to change the definition of vaccine because before the definition, according to them, was that it was something that prevented you from getting the disease. Well, since the COVID vaccines don't do that, okay, we'll, instead of stop calling them vaccines, we'll just change the definition of vaccine. (laughs) The healthcare industry soon followed suit and restaurants uh, did the same. Even, Even some major cities were not far behind. The Daily Wire reports that speaking at a viral town hall, and, and, and this was a, a virtual town hall that went viral, Susan Phillips, the, the acting health officer and director of disease prevention and control for the San Francisco Health Department, stated that the vaccine mandate required children between the ages of 5 and 11, barring them from restaurants unless they were vaccinated with a COVID-19 vaccine would be implemented no more than eight weeks after the Pfizer vaccine for children is fully approved. Wow. The news enraged parents on social media who, who castigated the city government for forcing children to get vaccinated in order to attend public events. Quote, figures from San Francisco's official COVID tracker show that out of 664 citizens that have succumbed to the disease since it surfaced in the in the states nearly two years ago, none have been aged 21 or younger. <laughs> none have been aged 21 or younger. They added, uh, what's more, only 1,529 kids in the city have come down with the virus in that span. There's only been 1,500 kids that actually even had COVID. Um, Fox News contributor David Webb tweeted, uh, in San Francisco, children between the ages 5 and 11 have to prove they are to get 
a, a vaccine so they can enter a building. But illegal aliens can now permanently vote when many can't prove who they are. That makes sense. <laughs> then Joe Biden, of course, he had to get in on this. He announced that he would be requiring all private employers to require vaccinations. And then the Biden administration unveiled the sweeping federal labor rule on Thursday, requiring private employers with at least 100 employees to assure that all of their employees are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or submit to regular testing and wearing of face masks. The new rule pre presents a, a virtual uh, unprecedented government intervention between employers and the people they tr entrust to carry out their business every day. Here are the facts that, that you need to know, okay? What does OSHA's COVID-19 vaccination mandates require? Well, the, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, announced it is issuing an emergency temporary standard. That's an ETS, an emergency temporary standard, which requires all employers with 100 employees or more to, requ to require that all workers be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 no later than January 4th of next year, of 2022, or face stiff financial penalties. Now, I, I'm going to stop here and say that they are actually going against their own rules. Legally, when they have an ETS like this, an emergency temporary standard, they it has to. It, there, there's a whole procedure it has to go through, one of which is that they have to wait six months for it to take an effect. You can't just throw it on employers all of a sudden. They're absolutely going against their own policy and rules in this regard. Now, can a worker refuse to get vaccinated without losing his or her job? Well, the OSHA rules say, uh, which applies to most of the United States workforce, requires any employee who chooses not to get vaccinated to submit to weekly testing for COVID-19 and to wear a face covering while on the job. The rule also allows employees seeking an uh, exemption for medical reasons or who have a sincerely held religious objection to apply for the exemption. OSHA um, instructs employers to deal with these requests on a case-by-case -case basis. Now, what is the government's definition of fully vaccinated then? Well, the government considers anyone fully vaccinated who has received two doses of either the Moderna or the Pfizer uh, mRNA vac vaccinations or one dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccination. Now, does this OSHA ETS, does it affect healthcare workers? Well, here's, here's kind of a shocker. And, and you, if, if you're in the medical field, you might want to hear this. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the CMS, um, in, uh, issued a separate rule. So this is a separate one from OSHA. Uh, and they, they released this just yesterday that requires any healthcare employee who works in a facility receiving Medicare or Medicaid funding to receive the COVID-19 vaccination. Yes. So like basically what hospital doesn't 
take Medicare or Medicaid. And if you're an employee who works in a facility receiving those those funds, then you have to be vaccinated. And you may say, well, I've already received an, an exemption and that type of thing. But unlike the OSHA rule, this mandate has no exemptions allowing for testing, nor does it allow for medical exemptions or even religious objections of any kind. This is just very, very heavy-handed. Now, who, who pays for these vaccinations or, or for the testing, for that matter? Well, OSHA regulation requires employers to give unvaccinated workers paid time off. They require the employers to give the workers paid time off to receive the shots, which, of course, are available at no charge. But as well as that, they, they have to recover from the side effects that often happen with the vaccine. Um, and so they, they require that um, they also pay for that time off as well. So you may say, well, who pays for the weekly COVID tests? Um, and that's a little bit unclear. The Biden administration allows employers to force employees to get their own tests. And that's the, the route that many employers, I'm sure, will go. Uh, testing kits currently run between about $11 and about $15 each. So a worker could spend a minimum of $572 a year to remain in compliance with the Biden administration's edict. Now, National Public Radio said the move appears designed to push workers to choose vaccinations over testing. Well, duh. <laughs> of course, that's exactly what they're trying to do. So what is the cost if employers refuse to comply with these mandates? If employers of 100 employees refuse to comply with the you know, OSHA mandate, the Biden administration may impose fines of almost $14,000 per violation and 136532 for willful or repeated violations. So I don't know how they come up with this number. I mean, it, these numbers are kind of weird, but $13,653 per violation or $136,532 if you get caught doing it again or we just find that you just willfully didn't do it in the first place. Now, does this rule apply to all employees if their you know, workplace has at least 100 workers? Well, the answer to that kind of is no. Uh, remote workers and people who work outdoors or in isolation are exempt. Uh, OSHA uh, states that its rule does not, not apply to employees who do not report to a workplace where other individuals such as co-workers or customers are present. Uh, employees while they are working from home or employees who work exclusively outdoors. Now, how many people would these mandates affect? Well, private businesses of, of the scale discussed here in the, in the ETS employ an estimated 84 million workers, according to the Biden administration. The, the CMS rule would, uh, would apply to an estimated 17 million Americans uh, who are who uh, don't uh, fall into the 84 million category. 
Um, and, and these are, of course, those that work in the healthcare in, uh, industry. Uh, 76,000 healthcare facilities uh, around the, the nation. With, a, with the administration's other COVID-19 rules and regulations, roughly two-thirds of the American workforce falls under the federal government COVID-19 vaccination mandate. That is just astonishing. Now, how many uh, companies currently have vaccination mandates in effect? Well, it's, it's impossible to know, really. But in a recent survey of more than 1,000 companies, uh, found that only 13% currently require all employees to take the shot, while 66% said their employees are not required to be vaccinated. Uh, so what is the deadline for this compliance? Well, employees have until January 4th of, of 2022 to comply or face financial penalties. And and some are saying, well, you know, I want to look into this more. I, where can I find more information on this? Well, you, you can see the exact wording uh, of the OSHA uh, ETS. Um, well, first of all, although the exact text of the rule will not be published until today, an unpublished draft regulation is available online. When the text is finalized, you can read it at the Federal Register, of course. Now, how how does this rule apply to, to states that have banned vaccine or mask mandates like Texas, for instance? Well, the ETS preempts any state or local requirements that ban or limit any em employer's authority to require vaccination or face coverings or testing. And this is according to Secretary Marty Walsh. Walsh. Um, basically, they're just saying that we're going to override anything local. doesn't matter if you're a state. doesn't matter if you're a local government. This overrides everything. So... How have state leaders responded to that mandate? Because that that's pretty heavy-handed. Well, legal action is is a certainty. There's there's no doubt about that. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson tweeted: Biden just announced his plan to wield OSHA to uh, mandate vaccines on private businesses, and I'm announcing my plan to sue him once this illegal, unconstitutional regulation hits the Federal Register before. Its current iteration, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said that we don't live with a one-person rule in this country. We live in a constitutional system where people people's rights are protected. Uh, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey uh, released a statement calling the president's mandate an egregious big government overreach that robs Americans of their fundamental right to make health care decisions for themselves and their children. We went on, he, he actually went on to, to call it um, a dic, uh, dictatorial wrong and un-American. Uh, Oklahoma Governor John Stitt uh, put out a statement saying, as long as I'm governor, there will be no government vaccine mandates in Oklahoma. So he's just putting his foot down saying, as long as I'm here, it's not going to happen. So what legal challenges lie ahead for, for this rule? I mean, are there people that are standing up? Well, the Biden administration in, insists it is it, it has authority uh, to impose a federal vaccine mandate on, on private employers. Quote, this rule is well within OSHA's authority under the 1970 Occupational Safety and Health Act, or OSHA Act, and consistent with OSHA's requirements to protect workers from safety hazards like infectious diseases um, and, and, and the like. This is Secretary Walsh 
and, and what he told Fox News uh, yesterday. But a Congressional Research Service report uh, released in April found that the federal government had extremely slim statutory or constitutional authority to impose a vaccine mandate, a power usually exercised by state or local officials. The executive branch can require immigrants to prove that they are vaccinated, and it can impose vaccine mandates on members of the armed, for- armed forces, for instance. Which brings up another point. By the end of this year, two million illegal aliens will have crossed our southern border illegally this year. Now that doesn't count the million we we let in legally. There's going to be about two million in estimated people crossing illegally into our country. Now, these people invited by Biden, for the most part, are not being tested for COVID. They are, they are just being released into the country. And a study done by, the, by our border agency found that between 20% and 25% of those illegal immigrants, those illegal aliens, they have COVID between 20 and 25%, and they're just being released into the country. And then Biden wonders why there might be a spike here or there, right? Is the, is the administration requiring any of those people that, that, are, that, that, were, are, that are being released into our country illegally? Are they, are they requiring those people to be vaccinated? No, not a single one. Now, in September, the attorneys general of 24 states wrote a letter to President Biden calling his then-proposed vaccine mandate dangerous and counterproductive. They called it a threat to individual liberty, a a public health disaster, and illegal. The letter, which previews legal objections like uh, likely to be made in court, closes with pro- with by by promising to seek every available legal option to hold you accountable and uphold the rule of law. So they have promised that they're going to go after uh, the Biden administration on this, but. And, and, and really, there's, there's even more good news because you can't sue someone for something that has not happened. That's why you haven't seen any suits to this point, even though it was announced by President Biden that he was going to do it. You haven't seen any lawsuits because you can't sue anyone for something that hasn't happened. So no one could file anything in court um, up to this point uh, until the mandate was actually established. So, so, you know, the fact that there was, you know, no rule meant that there was no suit. Now, the Daily Wire has filed a lawsuit against the administration now. Why? Because it's now been announced that this is a new rule. On, now, yesterday, the Daily Wire filed a lawsuit against the federal government over the, the OSHA mandate. And it reports that the Dillon Law Group... Uh, Incorporated and Alliance Defending Freedom filed the law, the legal challenge on behalf of the Daily Wire in U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Court or a Sixth Circuit. Uh, attorneys for the Daily Wire will also file an emergency motion to stay the mandate. So, in other words, as it goes through the court, um, that it wouldn't take effect. 
here's here's what they had to say. It says, quote, the Daily Wire will not comply with President Biden's tyrannical vaccine mandate, and we are suing the Biden administration to put a stop to their gross overreach, uh, is what they said. Uh, and this is actually the uh, co-founder and CEO or co-CEO, Jeremy Boring. Um, President Biden, he said, the federal government, social media, and the establishment media have conspired to rob Americans of their freedoms in the name of public health. They have broken faith with the American people through con- uh, conflicting messaging, uh, false information, and by suppressing data and perspectives with which they disagree. The lawsuit alleges that the Biden um, administration lacks constitutional and statutory authority to issue the employer mandate and that the mandate failed to meet the requirements for issuing a rule taking effect immediately without the normal process of considering public comments. Quote, the federal government lacks the legal authority to compel private employers to play the role of vaccine or COVID police. Lack the power, the police power to force private employees to undergo medical treatment and may not ignore constitutional limits on its uh, ability to regulate every aspect of our lives, said Dillon Law Group's partner, uh, Harmeet Dillon is, is his name. The quote, the Biden administration's attempt to impose this unprecedented and unlawful federal medical mandate on the U.S. workforce without considering the public view, public's views, is arbitrary, uh, capricious, and unsupported by the evidence and would produce a willfully ignorant rule. The lawsuit takes no position on any COVID vaccine or whether any person should make the personal decision to receive it or not. And the Daily Wire has, employers, uh, has employees who have received the vaccine and those that have not. And and I would say the same. I mean, this is not a commentary on whether or not you should take the vaccine or not. What this is a commentary on and what we're looking into it with this podcast is whether or not it should be mandated. And of course, the, the answer to that is no. Quote, the Biden administration's decision to mandate, mandate the vaccines through the OSHA rule is unlawful and compels businesses like the Daily Wire to intrude on their employees' personal health decisions. And this was said by the ADF senior counsel, Ryan Bangert. The government has no authority to um, declare that, that employees, are, uh, employees are workplace hazards or to compel employers to become vaccine commissars. And we are asking the Sixth Circuit to put a stop to it immediately. Now, I wanted to also read the Daily Wire and what they said in their press release. And they said that as the motion for stay filed with the Sixth Circuit uh, will argue, the federal government has no power under the Constitution to force half of the U.S. private sector workforce, 80 million workers or more, to be vaccinated against their will or to ensure repeated medical testing as a condition of simply earning a living. Nor is OSHA empowered to compel employers to enforce this government edict or face punishing fines. Yet, the OSHA mandate would do just that. Even if it had such power, Congress did not delegate it to OSHA, which 
is overtly trying to ram this unconstitutional, extra statutory and and unprecedented mandate into immediate effect through emergency rulemaking to avoid public comment in violation of the Administrative Procedure Act. So again, they're not even doing it in the right way, even if it was something that they had the power to do. So forced to invade employees' medical choices or histories and their religious beliefs in connection with a, a condition of, of employment, well, they, the, the Daily Wire risks being uh, trapped between its obligations under the mandate and the uh, prohibitions against the, the discrimination under the Americans with Disabilities Act and the Civil Rights Act of 1964, as well as the, the burdens of law regulating the possession of, of private information. This is, this is what they're saying. And, and this applies to all employers. The mandate is unconstitutional because the Constitution does not grant Congress, much less OSHA, the, the, the general policing powers needed to mandate vaccination and, and virus testing as a condition of, of private employment or, or to deputize employees to enforce that mandate on its behalf. Now, the Epoch Times reported that numerous other lawsuits have been filed against the Biden's, uh, Biden administration or the vaccine mandates for, for private employers and, and federal contractors that are set to be published in the, in the Federal Register today. The attorney generals of Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee announced that they would be taking the legal action against the White House over the rule and filed a lawsuit in a bid to challenge the president, President Joe Biden's rule affecting federal contractors. They said, quote, unless we intervene, federal contractors in Tennessee will be forced to make sense of the mandates, many inconsistencies that require their entire workforce to be vaccinated or face potential blacklisting and loss of future federal contracts. That, that's Tennessee Attorney General Herbert Slattery. Uh, and, and he said that in a statement. Now, in, in, in Kentucky, um, the, the Kentucky Attorney uh, Daniel Cameron said that he takes the issue of federal overreach seriously. And Ohio Attorney General David Yost joined the lawsuit saying that the Biden administration may not do whatever it wants, however it wants. The, the Constitution lays out critical rules by which the, the executive branch must operate, he said. The Congress and the states have their own powers, which the administration cannot take over just because they want to. And isn't that really part of the issue here? That this is a, this is a, a power overreach. This is, this is the federal government saying, we're going to do whatever we want to do, and we don't care. We don't care that you have made your own rules based off of the science or best based off of whatever constitutionality. We don't care. We're going to impose this on you, and you cannot say anything about it. We're not even going to listen to you. We're not going to have public comment. We're just going to do it. This, this is just another power grab by liberal socialists in this country. Uh, our, our own President Biden said that if you get the, vac the vaccine, you can't get COVID. That's what he said. Yet 20% of all deaths from COVID are of fully vaccinated patients. There is no exemption for those that have already had COVID, for instance, and have natural immunities to the virus. 
So we're not talking about that. There's no exemption for that. So this is not about the science. And 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 I think and 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 if you think that it would end here if if not stopped immediately, you're wrong. Get this. The Labor Department just announced that the OSHA COVID-19 vaccine rule may be expanded to small businesses, those under 100 employees. They've already announced that. Now, this is what I'm saying. It is long past time to take a stand against this power grab. And that's what it is. It is, it is mask and vaccine mandates today. But what is it going to be tomorrow? Because if they can get their hands on, on the, the, the power that they desire through this COVID-19 crisis, then they're going to use another crisis down the road to take another bit of power and another bit of power. This is a power grab that is unconstitutional and it's illegal and it needs to stop now. Now you may agree and you may disagree, and I would definitely love to hear from you. You can always go to Facebook. Please, if you do like our page there on Facebook, you can you can go uh, to, of, of course, UncommonSensePodcast.com and, and you can listen to all the different podcasts we've done on the subject to this point. Uh, you can go to the archive. You can, you can uh, purchase merchandise, which is much appreciated. We love the fact that you're listening. Thank you very much for doing so. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.